Disruptors. It's Ursula here. Great to be with you for another podcast. I am here tonight Yay. with my awesome friends, which you can hear in the background. Hello. 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 <laughs> uh, Michelle or Shell. Hi. And Tam. Good evening. It's <laughs> you know what? It's a bit like Q&A, guys. Have you ever seen Q&A where they go around the panel no. and they introduce them? And I think some of them are getting it better now and they just nod like to you know, like yeah, they say their name and they better. nod, but it's funny the ones that wave at the screen. It's, <laughs> yes. it's a bit like um, Hugh Grant in Love Actually where he kind of waves his hands and makes that yeah. face. Anyway, oh, yes. so welcome. It's wonderful to be together tonight and we thought after our last pod that we should discuss um, the good things that's happening in Christianity and with God and with community because maybe you thought that we just hated it all which we don't do we no just some of it just some of it hey you know what I've been thinking about this week because you know everywhere I see hashtag woke or everyone's talking about being woke to things or being awakened and I'm thinking guys so I use I actually use that word at the um, fruit and veggie shop oh. the other day, and I got laughed at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. But hey, I think it, this is an area where the church has actually led the way. Because do you remember a few years ago, everything was about awakening. There was a full song <laughs> album about awakening. There was a passion album about awakening. There was conferences yes. about awakening. I had an album called Awakening, actually. Now I remember. <laughs> and <laughs> you were leading the way. You started it. Yes. Well, I just want to say, see, Christians do hear from God. <laughs> and I don't know, there's an awakening going on, people. People are being woke, as they say these days. Love it. You nailed it. <laughs> we should put uh, the Babylon Bee woke quiz that I sent you guys onto yes. Facebook. I was not woke enough to do that. I know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So what are we going to chat about tonight, ladies? Well, I thought it would be great to just chat about what are some of the good things that we see happening around the place in terms of spirituality and God. And where to find the good stuff because sometimes I think... I think people have some guilt about, you know, if they're part of a church, they have guilt about going elsewhere for their spiritual input, mm. do you think? Mm. Uh, maybe generationals, like different generations would be different, I reckon, Tam, because mm. I reckon the millennials, maybe. like younger than us, I don't think people care. They're like, sweet, and the pastors care. <laughs> they're really quite offended, I reckon. Yeah. That's my, um, yeah. like, yeah, they yeah, talk true. about it a lot. Like people can get podcasts from anywhere and some people but are really happy about it. community, but they can. Okay. Yeah, you can. That's right. With the internet, anything's mm. possible. Yeah, I know. And you can actually find sermons and things that inspire you rather than, oh, look, if you hear any preacher for long enough, you feel like they're regurgitating the same stuff. So it's just nice to yeah. get some different perspectives. But this is meant to be a positive yeah. night. So where do we find some of these things? <laughs> no, that's right. I, think, I think a lot of people now find their community online. Yeah. Like you don't have to, you know, it's 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 easier to connect now than it's ever been. I mean, I think, Shell, when we did that friendship podcast, you were talking about how 
you know, people see the negatives in social media, but, mm. you know, there's a lot of positives there for um, church community as well. Yeah. So, I think yeah. in, it, only that, though, is tricky. I do think there is that human need to have that connection face-to-face. But, yeah, it doesn't have to be that your church on a Sunday or small group is the be-all and end-all anymore. Um, and it means as well that if, yeah, if you – it's also really hard, like, yeah, as you kind of say, like pastors, I think – almost have a prophetic edge to them, right, where they have a message that, or a general sense of how they want to shape or how God's calling them to shape the community, right? Mm-hmm. So it tends to be sermons and talks from all different perspectives but really often around the same theme or the same concept. Yes. Do you find that? Totally. And I found, oh, that, I found that moving churches mm-hmm. over the years, you, yeah, you, as you say, as you start to hear the same thing maybe said in different ways but it is the same concept. And I think that's totally fine and that God calls you to a – place for a period of time seasons blah 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 all those awkward overused terms and also because i was just gonna say also because pastors realize that people might only go to church once a month or twice yeah. a month so they will have to mm. say the same thing so if you're someone that does go every week you're like oh my goodness <laughs> i've heard it already <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, true. but it means that if you, you can still stay in that place but if you are you know at a different point in your faith journey or whatever and or you're really asking questions around a specific thing or feel like God's calling you deeper into a certain area you really can just yeah. deep dive into the world wide world of the web what is it called world wide web there world we go and find yeah you can just find so many different perspectives on that thing for that time and then it might change again right so it's, it's handy yeah, i like it it is um i think i mentioned um last time in the i don't know sometime in one of our pods about the richard raw uh website which I've been loving, like, getting his daily devotions. But, yeah, even getting something from him every day was a bit like, wow, this is a lot of Richard Raw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, um, it's true, yeah. But, yeah, I love his short little homilies. I love hearing him go more in depth. I think we've talked about wanting to read, you know, one of his books. And, um, yeah, mm-hmm. and the thing that I've signed up for is to get, like, a little, I guess, a little devotional thing each day from him. Um which at the moment has been all around creation, which has been really fascinating. But, um, yeah, so you can go to his um, website and receive lots of resources. And I think we do need to have a trip out there to. <gasps> I know. We talked about that, <laughs> didn't we, off the pod. But like, let's go to, is it New yeah. Mexico? Yeah, something like Pilgrimage. that. Pilgrimage. Yeah. Just around the corner. Mm. That'd be great. Yeah. Mm. I'm up for that. would be awesome. And what are you doing um, church-wise, Ish? I hear there's something a-brewing. <laughs> well, the, rumbling. the rumblings of something yeah. new. Wow. <laughs> super, super excited. We, um, my husband and my brother and I are starting a, a small group, I guess you would say, um, this week. So you have covering of male headship. That's really good. Keep going. Go. Yeah, I'm the head of the group. <laughs> That's hilarious. They would laugh at that also. I know. Um, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, we're starting this group, which is um, all about just, I guess, trying to explore this whole idea, of, whole idea of the new kind of rebirth of spirituality and the church and what it can look like in this era. Um, just, you know, 
I guess, borrowing from lots of places, from different faiths and traditions and art and science and literature and trying to just really holistically look at spirituality and, you know, still centering around Jesus. But also I just, I, my heart is so much like, you know, God is for everyone. And I think the thing that I'm really tired of in church is a, a sense of um, some people are in and some people are out and mm-hmm. we have to come down strongly on what our opinions are of every moral thing and I think for me it just gets in the way for so many people of just experiencing God and being able to walk with God and being able to yeah live their best life and feel like God is for them so we're yeah starting this group to kind of explore that together and also to explore creativity like just wanting to support people whether that's creativity as an engineer or an artist I guess there's lots of people in our world that are more on the artistic spectrum (laughs) so um yeah just kind of having a little group around that and yeah anyway we're gathering this week and I'm really looking forward to it we're just going to chat pray and meditate and have a bit of music and a bit of food and yeah, it's going to be fun. Oh, sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm excited because the response has been good. You know, just different people that we've yeah. reached out to who have been like, wow, this is something that I've been looking for. And so that's really exciting. So hopefully we're, you know, meeting a need. Yeah, absolutely. I have, I'm going to predict that this thing is going to grow pretty fast. <laughs> I reckon there's <laughs> a real like craving you're going to need a bigger house. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Good. Uh, Good. Well, when we move back to Melbourne, we have the house for it. We will totally happy to host. Yeah. Be fun. Oh, thank <laughs> you. But you're going to still be Well, yeah. here's the deal. Yeah. I am not holding yeah. on to it. I am not controlling. I'm not trying to build an empire. She says that now. Done with that. I'm done with that. <laughs> when yeah. you retire, you'll pass it on yeah. to your daughter because it has to stay in the family. <laughs> oh, ouch. Oh. Such a positive podcast we're doing right now. Sorry. Whoops. Derailed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shell, so that means you have to say something oh, nice. Yeah. When did this rule start? That sucks. No. I swear, <laughs> Just now. Um, uh, look, I, yeah, I think – Um, I've got a couple of things that I've noticed uh, just, you know, rocking up to a new church and different ways of doing things. So I know other churches do this stuff too, to an extent, but I just thought I'd share some things that I think are great. Um, So one thing is um, this focus on the idea of sending people in the church. So I guess there seems to have been a shift to some degree in the church, but maybe um, not as huge a shift as I personally would like because of the the way I tend to like where my gifting is and interest area is which is generally outside of church ministry so Bruce you know feels really called to worship and so that's his kind of passion and gifting and calling and I'm more interested in yeah I guess stuff that happens with engaging people beyond the walls of the church so that's a very long-winded intro into what uh, our church does once a month is they get someone up to interview them on what they um, 
do in their life day to day. Um, so work or family or whatever it is. So you get a sense of who they are, um, a sense of what called them into that, um, how they're living out their faith in different settings. And then, then this is pretty cool. They actually take the time to open it up to the congregation to share what they're hearing and sensing in terms of how this person is being Jesus in what they do. And so this amazing moments of people speaking back into that person going, wow, you know, clearly when you're doing this, that's Jesus at work or um, really sense that um, you're called to do this more and more. So when I got to share, yeah, it was just amazing people saying, yeah, I can see you really speaking up and having a voice far beyond what you currently do and I really see that you're being Jesus in this situation and da-da-da. So it's really encouraging. And then at the end they pray over that person and send them um, into the world, right? So it's just a really simple thing. It takes maybe 10 minutes Mm -hmm. once a month. But to me tells me the posture of how the church views themselves in the midst Mm. of people doing life, right? Because all this talk of being missional over the years and it's not just about programs, it's about living out your faith in real life, la, 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 the Sunday to Monday divide, all of that kind of stuff. But I guess the way we run a service or the way we do church on a Sunday, even though it is all seven days of the week, does impact how people show up and how they, what, how they're valued, I guess, for what they do beyond volunteering in kids' church or on the worship team. You know what I mean? Mm. So to me, it really yeah, places definitely. the value on what each person is doing the rest of the time, not mm. just in those two hours. So it's, I find it really encouraging. Right. Yeah. Really simple way. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And then the other thing which I'm really excited about, and I've um, certainly my church in Melbourne did this type of thing quite a bit over the years, but I think I've just been right in that crazy young kid stage and just felt too overwhelmed to engage with the idea of doing an ongoing sort of discipline with the church. Do you guys ever have that where the church, mm-hmm. where your church kind of gets you to all together? I don't know. Fast. Yeah, fast, exactly. Or let's all read this scripture together during the week yeah. and let's do da 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 right? So but yeah. I finally feel ready and I guess it's part of the theme word that I have for the year of discipline and also I think <laughs> I think I've mentioned the last few times around the idea to do examine a bit more about that idea of just pausing mm-hmm. and where do I reflect where I've seen God at work and where could I um, where have I missed God and want to engage so um, uh, Northside have created this thing called the joy project and it goes over the whole year uh, starting with Lent at the moment um, and it's this journal that they've designed and had printed that each week you have a double page in your A5 journal and what they're getting you to do for the Sunday to Thursday is to do the uh, Lectio Divina. Do you know that? Mm -hmm. Which is an ancient practice of taking silence, that idea which we've spoken about of, you know, reading and just dwelling on a word or a verse or a picture and they're suggesting you, you get that from the Sunday service, what is something that's really stood out to you. Then over the days following, you stop and reflect. You just try to hear what Jesus might be saying. You sit in silence again the next day and then you you write down and capture what what it is um, your 
hearing Jesus say, and then what's the next thing you might do about that? How are you going to exhibit God's grace, even just for the next 10 minutes? (laughs) So that's lovely. And then on the Friday, Saturday, you do the examine. So you focus on the goodness and grace of God. You review your day or week with Jesus by your side, and you look at those moments of connection and moments of distance. So it's I just love it. I'm really, I was just, I'm ready. So that helps when you're just in the zone of going, I've been craving something like this. I want to journal. I want to do something like this just to have the whole church on the whole kind of engaged with it. And so Sunday services for Lent, really interesting. You go in and they're doing 15 minutes of silence in the lead up to and in the first um, five minutes or so of the service. Then, you know, one worship song and then they're doing the kind of, not even a sermon, it's more of a reflection on the scripture of that time and then just a heap of time to sit in silence to reflect to journal do some worship together do communion and then another 15 minutes where people are sharing what god has been saying to them that week so you almost get like mini sermons and insights like i got so much more out of what a couple of other people said at the end of the service than what i got even from hearing the reflection in the first place so anyway that's um, yeah. it's not sustainable long-term. I don't think that format, <laughs> I think it would get tricky to maintain, but for Lent, it's been really, um, yeah. helpful mm, and a really great rhythm. So yeah, I'm, I'm only like in week two, <laughs> but I can imagine that that whole journaling project, you know, over your week as a, at that, as a long-term project. Yes, I think so. Changing. Mm. And yeah, I looked at the yeah. journal and I'm like, yeah, that's 52 weeks. Like this is going to really yeah. create a new habit for sure um, and even if you don't do it every single day that you know you can even as they say do the whole process in one sitting if you want you just need to create the space and time like so it just takes the guilt out of if you've missed yeah. a day you screwed up and there's no point anymore you know so yeah, yeah. if you're interested I can get you a journal <laughs> if you want to do a similar thing but it's um Thank you. yeah it's pretty sure that open to everyone? Absolutely. Are we sending out journals? <laughs> Free journals. Um, you just reminded Michelle saying that that um, another podcast we've mentioned before is the liturgists. Yes. The liturgists. Yeah. They do, yeah. They are. And they, if you subscribe, which could be a small amount, they regularly give um, meditations mm-hmm. or occasionally they'll drop them into the normal podcast. But I know they have one for Lent, but yeah, I found them really helpful um, meditations because they're, um, yeah, just led mm, really well. Good. So you know, mm. doing the thing of reminding you to relax and to focus on your breathing, and then they'll bring out some aspect, whether it's like a visual aspect. Mm. Sometimes it's with silence in the background, and sometimes it's just um, with soft music or whatever. Um, but I found that's helped me so much just yeah to get into that reflective space without my mind wandering because there's always someone bringing me back yeah, to um yeah I gotta say like I I haven't landed that whole great. ability to switch off things so that, that could be a really helpful tool thank you might embrace that mm-hmm. it's just amazing how much yeah I was I, I did a little talk today just for work thing around um gen z and um just mm. who they are and I, I just got some of the stats like who are they? Nine to twenty-three year olds. So not quite. Uh, well, yeah. actually, your one of your kids, Tam, is in that. But do you know that they? I mean, yep. two. two of you. Oh, two far out. They're that old already. Far out. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, how's this? Sorry, this is so random. But anyway, um, they will multitask on five <laughs> screens at once. And they have an attention yeah. span of eight seconds. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. And they'll have five careers wow, and wow. 17 jobs in their life. What? Oh, that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah. yeah. It just shows how fluid their world is. Amazing, isn't it? Anyway, my point is that maybe, yeah. like, I often, I don't know about you guys, I'll often have the computer open, but I'll find myself looking on my phone for things I could do on my computer. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Really yeah. <laughs> Or yeah. I'll be watching Netflix and also be yeah. Bruce hates that Facebook. when I do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess the most helpful thing in probably the last year for me has been um, probably the podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think in the last couple of years, our church attendance has dropped because we have kids that mm. do Sunday morning sports, mm-hmm. so it became practically impossible for us to get to church regularly um oh we could have gone to the night services but they make me feel really old so that didn't last for long um and yeah I really find that podcasts fill a lot of that gap you know I don't yeah I do miss bumping into people and having a good chat but I don't miss it that Mm. much you know um but yeah I just podcasts and just the breadth of experience and learning that you get I mean you know that was how I was introduced to Richard Raw mm-hmm. and Rob Bell and you know all these completely different perspectives that I never even maybe contemplated before that and I just think even if you don't agree with them you know I don't always agree you know thinking about Rob Bell I don't agree with everything he says but I think introducing that other perspective just helps you to be such a more mm. well-balanced mm. Christian mm. and yeah it's, I've just found it hugely helpful so just trying to find some of my favorite podcasts that I've listened yeah. to in the last little while um, and when do you listen to them like you're a busy person so when, when do you fit in the time yeah um, my favorite to- oh my new favorite place to listen <laughs> is doing my grocery shopping oh good. Yes. yeah it is the best because isn't Religion. that the worst job ever yeah and then you listen to a podcast and, you know, just having a giggle as you're walking around the shops. And it's amazing. <laughs> Until you run into someone you know, then it's just a bit rude. But... <laughs> um, so Beyondering is one that I found really great. I've come across, so I'm pretty sure that's Australian. I get them all. Yeah, that's Matt Cutler. That's my um, brother's friend. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. So he has had some really, really interesting guests on. Mm. Um so Tam, actually, I think they are competitors to us Australian <laughs> Christians. So, so we shouldn't mention them. No. Oh, no, we can um, cross-promote. So through that podcast, Beyondering, they interviewed um, Alex Sangster, who is a um, pastor of St Andrew's Uniting Church mm. in Alphington in Melbourne. Okay. And She's amazing. She became a Christian later in life, like as a grown-up adult person, um, and she's got some podcasts on her, like they are a real emerging church kind of deal. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, and so she's got some podcasts on her website and, yeah, so you, you know what it's like. Like you say, Ursh, you just fall down the rabbit hole, don't you? Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so One thing leads to another, leads to another. Yeah. 
So what, Tam, and feel free to take time to answer this, but if you could pick three podcasts, the actual episodes that people should listen to to start to broaden their world, what would you recommend? Sheesh. That's really hard. It is, but I want to get on this and I am intrigued. If you could just narrow it down for me, that would be really helpful (laughs) because I'm lazy. Okay. There was this really – so there's a a podcast called Reconstruct and they had this really fascinating episode on biblical inerrancy um, and that just got me thinking so much about the Bible and how we interpret it. And I just found that really okay. fascinating. So that's reconstruct. Oh, I think it was what is biblical inerrancy is the um, actual specific podcast. Probably a Richard Raw one, but I don't really know which one. I think every single one I listen to, no matter who is interviewing him, is amazing. And do you get? Do you find it just gives different insights with each one? It's not the same message each time. Yeah. I think so. There's, there's, it's definitely he's he says similar things, doesn't he? But, mm. um, it, yeah, I suppose each one has a different draws out something different. What was the one we listened to recently with him that was really good? Oh, with the Richard two freaking raw, Richard freaking raw. <laughs> but the deconstruct- yeah, that was the deconstructionists. Yeah, yeah that was really yeah. good. That was good. Yeah. So his their their interview with him was great. Episode mm. thirty eight. It was. There Ooh, we go. Good job. While you're um, thinking about that, Tam, I was just thinking, um, Shell, you um, recommended a Krista Tippett and Brene Brown um, pod recently. Mm-hmm. And I think the quote that just keeps staying with me out of that because they're kind of talking about, I guess, in, you know, having like a voice to the future, like having what's kind of like your prophetic bet for the future, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And she'd kind of um, a few years ago kind of, preempted the whole Trump thing and how people would respond and um but so one of the things that Brene was saying is that um he or she who chooses comfort over facilitating real conversations Mm -hmm. so I mean I think there's so many things in the church that people just don't want to talk about um anyway so she's saying if you choose that comfort over actually having these conversations that are difficult at times then that your days as a civic or a faith leader uh, your days of relevance are numbered mm. and I found that yep. so interesting and so true and I think that is why a lot of people um, you know fall out of community with churches because they feel like they can't have real conversations yeah. or things are shut down or mm. they can't talk about the things they don't agree with um, without being labelled and I think it really does take strong leaders to enable those conversations and to not feel threatened by that and I think that's what I like about you know some of like the Richard Raw stuff is actually looking at things and putting a a finger on things and within the church Mm. um, that's so good yeah he's got no um he doesn't hold back at all like he's got no yeah no, that's he, he right. doesn't. He doesn't fear, you know, people pointing at him and going, "You've, you know, you've that's not real faith and all that stuff." Just, yeah, he doesn't have any of that. No self consciousness. Just, mm. yeah, yeah. Any for you, Shell? I mean, I've been loving the Oprah stuff, even though it's Oprah. Yeah, look, I, I actually quite like it. I do. I've been sort of um, look some some I find too annoying, and I 
switch off. But on the whole, it's been really good. I think, yeah, I think that's been great. I I still love, um, yeah, Krista Tippett and you just occasionally get really amazing yeah. um, conversations. I probably do resonate with her. Like I love all of them, but when she does chat to someone who has a Christian faith of some sort that I find that I feel like she goes deeper with them on those conversations around the spiritual faith side. So you, I find it more rich of a conversation just from my own perspective because it's in the zone of what I'm interested in. Um, mm. But even when she, you know, um, I've heard a few times when she's interviewed, say, um, Catholics who are, you know, yes, Christians, but just the um, Catholics and Jews and just yes. kind of how much, yeah, like we've been saying, how much those other spiritual practices have got to offer that yeah, we miss out on true. because they're, they, I don't know, they're a bit out of bounds, mm. you know, in a lot of Christian churches. They're not all that welcoming of practices which don't fit our little Christian boxes perfectly. Yeah, and I think yeah, it comes down to that threatened thing that Ursh just said as well, um, which, I mean, yeah. It's tough. I mean, it's not an easy gig, right, to lead a church community and how you try to keep people growing and going deeper. But, yeah, I think I I find myself drawn to those pastors who are smart enough and secure enough to not, yeah, not react, I guess, to to Mm. people's questions. Um, It's so freeing. But also still I think there is something about still being able to have some stakes in the ground and I think, yeah, I, I think yeah, that's obviously sure. important for a leader as maybe some of us are questioning those stakes or exploring what the boundaries are. As a leader, I guess it's helpful to have those people that have a sense of the paddock to run around in, <laughs> as it were, or not freak out if the sheep mm-hmm. goes out of the paddock for a while. Oh, that's such a bad analogy. Sorry. <laughs> And then Jesus comes and finds the sheep, and yeah, anyway, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I, just, I don't even know what I'm saying. It depends so much on on what your stakes True. are. Like, yeah, if your stake is love and respect and yep. hope and all those things, that's great. It's when you have stakes in the ground around things that are just not the oh, main absolutely. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's yep. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified that. That was sort of implied in my own head, but. <laughs> like if I say I mean like that, yeah, you know, men should be the head of the home and um, you know, we should really crystallise such things. Yeah. <laughs> I loved um, that Krista Tippett did that um, interview with Mary Carr that you sent yes. to her. I think she was Catholic. Yes. Yeah, and she read out that beautiful, uh, people have to look it up or we can put it on the website notes that um, City of God by St. Mm. Augustine, who was kind of not a contemporary but I um, like kind of like a big, you know, we always hear about St. Francis of Assisi, but I think mm. St. Augustine had some amazing things to say but he was probably just a bit more controversial. But that whole thing about late, have I loved you, mm. beauty so ancient and so new, it's just like this most beautiful poem about, longing for God and searching for God and not kind of finding God here or there but God finding us. Oh, it's just Mm. loved it. Mm. And I love that thought. I think it kind of brought me back to that thought that, you know, we're so, or I find for myself, I'm so looking for, you know, the next bit of 
knowledge or way of expressing something that will take me closer to God or help me in my spiritual journey. But if, again, like if I can be mindful enough each day that God is actually pursuing me and actually revealing who Mm. he, she is all the time, Mm. that sense of wonder. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And when you hear people have that, and that's what Richard Raw has and that's what she certainly had, you know, when you still have that in your 70s, that's what's so what I think you're drawn mm-hmm. to, isn't it? In those conversations, it's yeah, that ability to still be, to still not know, and to be okay with the not knowing, but there's still the desire yeah. to be known and yep. to discover. It's just such a nice mm. place to be in because it's not about proving yourself or having to prove God in a way that is aggressive, maybe mm-hmm. or rule based. Yeah, it's quite a freeing stance or posture to have. Mm. And maybe you just need time mm. to get to that point too, <laughs> you know, that if you talk about those three boxes that you were mentioning the other week-ish, um, mm. I guess that, that third box around, what was it again? Simplicity after com- complexity or whatever the, yeah, the reorder. reorder. Yeah. That's probably where the sweet spot is, isn't it, <clears throat> if you can get there? I've quite liked the Nomad podcast. If you can get over the, um, the intro the intro which is all like uh dramatic music mm. and no man <laughs> really <laughs> it's actually quite yeah. impressive um that's been a good one i love um mm. there's a beautiful podcast by um a friend in the states called Stephen Roach who is a musician artist kind of guy and it's called the makers and the mystic Mm. which is just such a great name um and yeah he just talks to all different kinds of creative people i guess about the relationship between art and faith Mm. i really Mm. enjoy that yeah from a bit more of an artsy point of view but um you know artists are often on the edge and a bit prophetic Mm. and different i really like that adding that extra facet to your experience isn't that like just accept or acknowledging that you know there's so much more than perhaps what you get in a church service or even by reading your bible like the bible's not the be all and end all there's so much more you know that god wants us to yeah figure out and learn and find out and like you say he's looking for us all the time Mm. and what about um music then you just mentioned like, so podcasts are great for content. What about just the ability to go into a different space through music? Mm. I reckon that's a whole really? other episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, Ursh is going to have a lot to say about that. Okay, cool. Well, we could do music. a hard But, I mean, I've talked about the Gungle yeah. guys before. I really liked what they put in their music mm. and their thoughts. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah. Worship wise, look, tastes change, don't they? I do like, I do still like. Are you saying do you don't like... binge listen to Hillsong anymore? <laughs> I think Hillsong are great, but um, I do still listen to House Fire House stuff. I really like House their Fire. albums. And um, those other guys, they're kind of similar to Will Reagan and the United Pursuit. 
They're just kind of like acoustic, sitting in a lounge room, um, little kind of like riffs and ditties that just repeat over and over, mm. but kind of build. They're kind of fun. Do we ever get a faith disrupted Spotify list? Yes, but it wasn't yeah. necessarily worship stuff, but we could make one. Could you guys create one? Because I would find that really useful. I am so out of the loop. Like I'm still thinking about Vineyard from 1999 kind of thing. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? That was a great album, to be honest. It was a good, yeah, it was, it was. (laughs) But I need to move on. I don't want to be that parent that is stuck. (laughs) Yeah, we will though. Everyone does because it's at that formative time in your life. No, but you always hearken back to the memory. The memory of a song and that feel of that time. That is true. Mm. Okay, well, good tips. Thank you, Mm. ladies. And I really am excited to hear how your uh, community gathering goes ish. Yes, pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Awesome. See you next time. Bye. Hey Disruptors, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please think about referring us to a friend and letting them know how to listen to it. Um, And also subscribing to our podcast on iTunes or your podcast carrier would be great. And leave us a rating or review on iTunes. That's really helpful. And don't forget to come and join the conversation on Facebook because we love hearing about the things that you liked and found interesting about the podcast. See you next time.